to this is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. Glenn Aprile on the show today. He's on the design team of the upcoming Carnival Mardi Gras. He's going to talk all about their new atrium concept. Uh, Glenn is spearheading a lot of the public spaces and areas on Mardi Gras. In fact, he was overseeing most recently the Bolt concept, which is a roller coaster debuting on Mardi Gras when it comes over to Florida in February of 2021. Just a few short months. I cannot wait to get back to cruising. And speaking of that, the plans have been submitted to the CDC. And any moment now, we should be hearing their decision, whether it's yay or nay, on moving forward with cruising again. So going to be a short episode today. Hope you don't mind, but uh, we'll get back into the swing of things next weekend, hopefully. Glenn Aprile is the director of New Build Product Development for Carnival Cruise Line and part of the Mardi Gras design team. And he joins us on the line. Thanks for stopping by, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you just released the renderings of the Grand Central Atrium for the upcoming megaship Mardi Gras. And it's safe to say this atrium is a departure from other Carnival cruise ships. What makes the atrium such a vital space on a cruise ship? For me, there are many things that make the atrium so important to to, to a ship in general and this ship in particular. I mean, for, for one, the atrium is the heartbeat of the ship. Uh, it's centrally located. It brings, it connects the, the lower three public room uh, decks together. Uh, it's the first thing the guests are going to see when they're boarding the ship for the first time. So it, it, it'll, be, it'll make a tremendous first impression. Uh, it's something you're going to experience every single day of your cruise, even if you're just passing through. I mean, that's an experience in and of itself. So that's another aspect that makes it pretty important. And I think in general, open spaces like Atrium also really help you with wayfinding and getting to know the ship. And when you're in an open space like this that traverses multiple decks, uh, you'll have line of sight to a number of different venues throughout the ship. And it just over time helps us familiarize and learn quickly where everything is. Yeah, it seems like the Atrium is always like, you know, the true north for when you're on a cruise ship. Like (laughs) You always know where to go once you know where the Atrium is. This is a pretty big change, though, uh, for Carnival design-wise. What was the inspiration? to go in in a whole new direction? I think this is a good example of necessity being the mother of invention uh, because, I mean, and there were a number of things that inspired us to do something so, you know, so radical and different with uh, regards to the atrium. I mean, one, the guest dispersal was a big point of focus when we were master planning this ship uh, because we wanted to offer multiple spaces throughout the ship where guests can dine and be entertained. So we wanted to make sure that they were dispersed throughout the ship and not in any, you know, too many people congregating in any one place in any particular time. And the atrium, uh, you know, was a, was a good candidate for that as being an alternative to the main theater, which was something else that we desired to do. And, but we also wanted it to be multifunctional throughout the day because we didn't just want to drop a, a main theater in the middle of, in the middle of the ship. Uh, we wanted this to be a functional atrium where guests can, you know, experience and do, you know, many things in, within the space throughout, throughout the cruise. Uh, we, we wanted to position the atrium in a way that would allow for something like a major entertainment event in the evening to happen, but also without disrupting the traffic flow through the ship, forward to aft or up and down. So the positioning of the atrium on the starboard side allows for us to do that while we're simultaneously allowing guests to walk back and forth through the ship on the port side if they so choose and want to bypass whatever event is happening in the atrium. So that was another uh, consideration. 
uh, we, we wanted to create an immersive experience uh, for, for, the, for the evening entertainment so that guests aren't just sitting in the atrium and watching something, something happening right in front of them, but something that's actually happening all around them. We also wanted, it's not just an alternative for entertainment, but it's also an alternative for dining, uh, particularly breakfast and lunch, where we have Java Blue nearby and guests during the day. I mean, we'll, we'll be able to grab a casual breakfast and lunch and, and kick back in the atrium and, and just watch the ocean go by through this 3,000 square foot wall of glass. I mean, I know this will probably be one of my go-to morning coffee spots on board and, and just, you know, and, and just offer something very different from, uh, you know, from going to Dolito, for example. I'm looking Looking at the renderings here, and it's safe to say that this space is going to have a lot of personalities and a lot of happening lights, things hanging from the ceiling. Any challenge in particular in designing this space? I mean, it seems like it has a lot of moving parts. It's a very large and complex space that connects to so many other venues on board, so it's probably hard to, to pinpoint what the various very biggest challenges, but I, but I will say that there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have worked with so many talented people that were involved in making this happen, not just, in terms, you know, the designers, the architects, the engineers, and also all the folks on our, our team members on operations and with, within Carnival that are responsible for the programming and developing the guest experience. So we had, we had a really great team that, 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 that worked well together and put their heads together to overcome a number of the challenges that, you know, we faced along the way. Uh, generally speaking, putting the atrium on the side of the ship is a big challenge. It, it, it first and foremost required the shipyard to come up with alternative ways to, to engineer the structure. Uh, it would have been a lot easier if we just had a big opening in the center of the ship, as, as very commonly done on cruise ships. And, and Meyer Turku was a really key partner in, in helping us uh, you know, achieve this. Uh, I think another challenge is also finding the right balance, because we want to have a multifunctional space uh, and just finding the right balance between all those functions to make sure that all the experiences that we want to offer in the space are, you know, equally good and comfortable, even if they're very, very different experiences, say, during the day versus at night. Because this isn't your typical atrium, uh, did you find yourself having to move things around? For example, am I right to say that guest services isn't where you typically find guest services on a carnival ship? Yeah, I'd say that that's one that's one example of something that we that we did differently on this ship. Guest services is located on deck eight, uh, towards the towards the aft end of deck eight. It's not in the atrium as we would typically do. And I think I think the way we approach this atrium and also that just the, the fact that we put it on the side definitely pushed us to think very differently about the general arrangement and how we wanted to put all the puzzle pieces together to achieve the many goals that we had for the guest experience. Uh, guest services is one good example. You'll also notice other things, like for example, our lanai does uh, on deck eight does not pass in front of the atrium because we wanted to make sure that we had the best possible unobstructed view through the glass in the atrium. Uh, but at the same time, we use things like this to our advantage because you know by virtue of interrupting the lanai at that at that point in the atrium, it created a natural break between our exclusive guest area for the Havana cabins on the forward side and the other areas of the lanai connected to La Piazza and other areas of the ship after the atrium. So uh, it's, it's, it's really a big puzzle when you're master planning and putting yeah. all these pieces together. Very good information in February of 21. Cannot get here fast enough, especially after this past year. Been talking with Glenn Aprile. He's the director of new build product development for Carnival Cruise Line and part of the Mardi Gras design team. Glenn, good talking to you again, my friend, and thanks for the info. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. You could see the renderings and construction photos of Mardi Gras at cruiseradio.net. 
And one thing before we go here, if you've been on a ship in the past year, I mean, obviously no one has in the past six months, but if you want to share a review on Cruise Radio, please feel free to email me, Doug at CruiseRadio.net. I got three last week, and I'm always looking for cruise ship reviews. I mean, it doesn't matter if you were on a luxury line like Seaborn, Crystal, or if you were on Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Princess, Holland America, or even one over in Europe. Give me a buzz. Drop me a line. Doug at CruiseRadio.net, D-O-U-G at CruiseRadio.net. Would love to talk to you about your latest cruise. All right, well, we'll talk to you on Thursday, hopefully with good news. Keep your fingers crossed there. Protect yourselves and your neighbors. Take care. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 